0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your man, B Vaughn, here tonight with another interview segment here on We Create Music TV. Tonight, we have an amazing vocalist and songwriter. Y'all give it up for Linda Starr.
1: Thank you for having me, B Vaughan.
0: Give it up. How are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing really well. I'm blessed. I'm hydrated i'm i'm good
0: <laughs> right, hydrated absolutely yeah. that is that is key to stay to stay hydrated so uh but welcome to welcome to the show uh, i am interested in finding out more about you uh, of course you know before we actually came on air we have been following each other for a while i've been seeing some of the things that you've been doing of course vice versa uh, but for those who don't know you can you just tell us uh, a bit about your background how did you get started and what kind of led you to where you are today
1: yeah absolutely so my name is linda Starr. i'm a vocalist and songwriter from brooklyn new york i grew up singing in the church like many singers (laughs) but uh, i was in choirs all of my life so from elementary school to middle school high school even to college onward and for me music is an expression of life so I started singing when I was three and, and I've been writing songs since I was eight. So music was always an outlet for me to express myself. Um, when I didn't have the words to speak, music filled that void. Music was able to convey what I wasn't able to convey n- normally in like normal conversations. And as far as my experience in like in different choirs, that really shaped my knowledge and my passion for harmony mm. so in my music you can hear a lot of uh, harmonization uh growing up i was i was that kid that was always watching BT and mtv <laughs> 106 and park <laughs> trl like always mm. just in in the cut just literally watching my favorite uh celebrities and just really studying them Mm. and you know just emulating like their greatness but also just nurturing my own passion and nurturing my own
0: craft right right yeah so you know church choirs are tough yeah (laughs) i've heard i've never been in a church choir. i've heard that they were tough right as very tough as far as critiques um you know, when you when you miss a note, that, mm, like I've heard <laughs> stories. I've heard stories, like they are, you know, that they are, mm, you know, supposed to be done with love, right? That's what they, that's what we say. It's done. Everything yeah. is done in love. Yeah, they're gonna give it to you, like they will, because ain't nobody else there. It's just, you know, what I'm saying y'all practicing. And so exactly. they're going to to. hey, sis, you ain't hit that note right. You need to go get that octave up just a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and also, too, um, it, it's also a humbling experience because sometimes you don't have, like, the best working mics. So you really learn how to deal with, like, technical difficulties. <laughs> like <laughs> That's the right. Out. There's too much feedback. You learn mm-hmm. how to just roll with it and sometimes the, the music cuts out and you just keep on singing like you re- like that that really prepared me for all the different stages in my life mm. and all the different audiences that I would encounter so
0: yeah yeah I used to run the the audio at at our church a long time ago I used to I used to be the audio guy I had a team of people we ran all the audio so I absolutely understand having the right mics and Having the right setup and making sure the music is is at the right levels. And, oh, it was, I don't know if I'll ever do that again, though, because that was a very tedious, I don't know if y'all know, but maybe people do, but that's a very tedious, um got to get there like an hour and a half earlier. And it's like, yeah, I want to do that. I just want to just enjoy church and then enjoy <laughs> church and go home, right? Right. It up, tear it down, <laughs> put up the lights. Y'all, hey, y'all turn it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that, but. Um, but as you said, it's it's a humbling experience, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and probably more if if I sit back and think about it, it's probably a humbling experience because you're around so many different talented individuals. Uh, and well, let, let me go back. Let, let me tell you why I really didn't join. Well, I'm, I never joined the church choir, right? Mm-hmm. I did once, mm-hmm. once. I did one time, and it wasn't a good experience. Oh. oh okay yeah yeah. so i I, so i grew up people know i've said this many times i grew up a singer right i was in choirs throughout elementary middle school high school and all that stuff right but when i got out of high school i stopped singing period oh wow (laughs) then in 2000 um, when i became a believer in 2000 i was like you know what i'm using my voice for the lord And I was like, yeah, let me join the choir. No, I didn't work out because I hadn't practiced since, you know, 20 years probably. And I was like, let me get up there. And some kid was like, hey, you sound like a. (laughs) The kid was like, (laughs) it was a little kid, right? How little kids can hurt your feelings and make you go, yes. (laughs) And forget that I ain't ever doing this again. He was like, yeah, you sound like a goat, mister. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I was like, you know what, y'all? thanks but this little kid just put me back in check, so oh man I'm, I'm glad, what I'm is,
1: glad. <laughs> the voice is such a delicate and sensitive instrument mm-hmm. that if you don't use it for even even if you don't sing for like a day there's a difference and i would highly stress like with vocalists like that's why i said to hydrate in the beginning i was like stay hydrated to always hydrate to warm up, even if it's just like a quick mm-hmm. uh, like a little trill, just keep doing it because it's a muscle. Like the same way you, know, you work out, you do, you know, you do your leg day, you got your arm day, like you got vocal day. Like every day is vocal day.
0: That's right. Yeah, it, it is a very delicate, very delicate instrument mm-hmm. that you need to finely tune. I've learned that when I was in, in choir. But, but yeah, he said that I was like, this little kid. No, no. <laughs> like you, lucky little kid. I'm in church. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm good. And I was like, I'm, I'm never gonna do it again. So, oh but. man. <laughs> so, so you mentioned, uh, you know, growing up in Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, right? There's a lot of, a lot of music that has come out of, has come out of Brooklyn. So, kind of yeah. talk about growing up in Brooklyn and how that shaped your own musical experience
1: so growing up in brooklyn i was raised in a single parent household so it was just me my mom um, my two older sisters so i'm the youngest and being the youngest and just being introduced to all these different musical um all these different musical lifestyles i would say especially watching television uh, it was definitely inspiring to to watch uh my my, my both my mom and my dad they're haitian so i'm 100 percent haitian so i grew up listening to a um, haitian compa different artists uh different haitian artists i grew up listening to gospel music um, and also as i mentioned having two older sisters coming from a different generation they grew up listening to krs1 um eric b and rakim um like really like the huge like pioneers of hip-hop yeah. so because I was able to, you know, like listen to that as well, and also with R and B, um, my sisters would have all the all the cassette tapes, all the CDs, and I would just literally play them like back to back, like Faith Evans, um, and Vogue, One Twelve, like all of the artists, Tony Braxton, all of those artists. Um, I would just sit there and listen um, to all that music and it was a culmination of like those genres that still mm. inspire me to this day
0: yeah that's that's what's up so so when you think about the music what what out of those you mentioned right cuz a lot of it was uh in the latter half R&B right and then the mm. beginning of course R&B so i mean so what really inspires you from a musical perspective when you think about the music that you grew up listening to
1: from a musical standpoint what inspired me was the passion and the delivery um, that I heard from these artists. So, for example, uh, Mary J. Blige is one of my greatest inspirations, <laughs> and and as as well as Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, and I just remember as a young girl watching Mary J. Blige, and not even though like I didn't understand like what she was singing about, I just knew that she was going through something. Mm-hmm. Deep and mm-hmm. it was the richness of her voice, it was the pain, it was the soul. I think that's when I was definitely introduced to to
0: soul music. Yes, this, this yeah. album right here. Wow, this <laughs> album right here. When you talk about that yeah. pain, woo! Yes, yes, this is my yeah, my favorite album by Mary D. Blige. this one, y'all. So okay, so my bad.
1: Yeah, so and my, and my life continue. definitely inspired me and in my writing. Because the older I got, I, the, old, the more I realized that, wow, like she literally like poured her entire heart on this on this record. Like she mm-hmm. was unapologetic about it. And she said, look, this is my truth. This is what it is. If you guys don't rock with it, that's, that's you. That has nothing to do with me. I was put on this earth to go through these experiences and, and share my life and share mm-hmm. my world. You know, share all of these experiences that have shaped me, um, shaped who I am. So, I definitely took that and (laughs) ran Mm -hmm. with it. Just so influenced by that passion, by that determination, by that vulnerability, because it takes a lot of vulnerability as an artist to really tell your deepest, darkest secrets. You know, talk Mm -hmm. about domestic violence, to talk about not wanting to wake up in the morning, not. You know, talking about not wanting to see the next day, you know, not a lot of people carry that so much within themselves every single day, whether they have to go to their jobs or, you know, they have to provide for their family and they have no one to talk to. And for me, mu- music would, uh, allowed me to, you know, get those feelings out and watching my my inspirations do that very same thing. That's That's where... I was reminded about my purpose like look like if they can do it i can do it too
0: yeah absolutely right so that's my favorite album from mary j blige right there (laughs) everybody what's the 411 yeah okay i mean that was the first one everybody's always going to say that's a great no that's that's the best one right because it's 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 like what you said she's she really poured her essence into into that album so yeah yeah. Uh, so through your your uh, through what you were just speaking of, mm-hmm. you I know that are an advocate for mental health, uh, self love and well being. So so speak on that a little bit. How did you get involved in that, and what really sparked your advocacy for uh, for mental health?
1: Yeah. So it was around 2017. You know, um, I was you know, still living with um, with my mom in, in the house, and I realized that as far as this career, is not for everyone. Um, it's definitely not for the weak, and you gotta build like very thick skin. And a lot of times, as much as your family loves you, you know, they don't really understand, you know, this like what what it takes to be an artist. You know, a lot of times you know the the standard is oh yeah you know you either become a doctor or a lawyer especially in caribbean culture like you have to right. you know be a, all of that the engineers the the doc like the um police officers, everybody everybody but music it's, it's like music is very f- foreign to a lot of people so they didn't really understand like what went into me you know going to the studio or like recording a demo or like i Sometimes like my family, like if I was recording something like on the computer, it would be like, why are you singing so loud or why are you doing this? But, you know, and that all of all of those experiences contributed to my mental health because I learned that like I had to fend for myself a lot of times. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you guys don't understand what I'm doing, I got to go like so much harder. So I I know that especially now um, the popular topic is like burnout. So I, I experienced burnout from like twenty since twenty seventeen. Like I was always going to different events, going to all these networking panels and all these different workshops, just trying to prove myself. Like, okay, mm. if you know, if you guys don't don't see the value in me doing music, I'm gonna just keep going. Like I'm gonna just continue showing up for myself. But um it, it definitely led to moments of burnout especially during the pandemic um i I know a lot of people um experience a lot of you know like hard times during Mm -hmm. the pandemic but the pandemic allowed me to slow down and realize like look like all of these things that you're doing you know like you gotta sit back you just have to take a step back and realize like what what is the most you know, productive thing for you to do, because going to these panels all the time and meeting all these people that is great. But how are you, like, how are you monetizing that, you know, like, especially, you know, in this business, it's all about relationships. So I had to kind of, you know, pivot and say, like, okay, like, I have all this time now, for me to develop those relationships. Like how can I, you know, reach out to people, like ask them what they need, how I can be of service. And um, I, I also experienced um, some depression. I experienced a lot of depression because we also live in a culture where now like everything is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't get it now, then you're never gonna be it. And I, I learned, especially through therapy, that um you know it's okay to not be okay like it's okay to 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 take some time for yourself mm-hmm. um, i know especially in the black community the black and uh, caribbean community it's like mental health is just like oh like you're you're being emotional you bring too emotional or get over it or you know like you could just pray it away mm-hmm. and sometimes
0: pray it away
1: yeah, like prayer, prayer and therapy—they're like the two joining forces of that can have contributed to why I'm still here right now. Mm. Because prayer and also doing the inner work within yourself to realize like what your triggers are, and also mm. um, like learning to like shift your perspective on. Different things. It it really changes you, and it allows you to grow. So that that's why that's right. I'm a huge advocate for mental health, especially mental health for women, because I know um, I, I've known people who have experienced like postpartum depression, um, who've experienced anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety, especially with um, independent artists, because we're always trying to get to the next thing, but and and also hustle hustle culture culture you know team no sleep you gotta you know do like put a thousand you know percent into everything yes but you always also have to appreciate rest because rest is revolutionary our ancestors didn't get a lot of time to rest so you know that that's why now i'm i'm definitely advocating for just for therapy to seek counseling to seek treatment and to encourage people to not be afraid to speak out on you know those inner feelings that you're going through
0: yeah for sure mental health is a is a big deal I work with a bunch of uh, mental health uh, professionals so that every single day they're talking to people with different types of mental health mental health issues and so mental health is a it's a huge thing i mean we even celebrate mental health you know awareness month uh, yeah. and doing different things um and so mental health is we don't really think about it right i know when i was growing up mental health wasn't that big of a a topic we didn't really talk about it we just nope. dealt with it right we dealt with it we moved on we was like okay it is what it is let's 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 go go forward right and so i mean but that's crazy because we just really dealt with it when you really think about it if i was a, if i really sit back and think about all the things that i'll say for myself personally experienced we dealt with a lot of stuff growing up and we just we sucked it up right and we just kept we just kept moving and now i know everybody's lives are 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 different many people experience different things many people deal with things in a different Different way, right? We ha- all have a capacity for a certain amount of things that we can with- withstand until we get to that moment where we where we fall over, where we break, where we succumb, where we whatever it may be, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, but and mental health, it, is a-
0: yeah. it, it it health
1: is, yeah, it shouldn't. You shouldn't have to wait until you have to wait, you know, wait until exactly. you hospital, with IV because you you know, you encountered, you know, like a a mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. carry so much trauma. And on a daily basis, so much trauma, so much generational trauma,
0: right?
1: We're Not not even aware of, you know, just to get through another day. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely important to release like all of those emotions and really have those, you know, those those coping mechanisms where that, that are healthy, like healthy coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. instead of the alcohol, instead of the drugs, you know, instead of, you know, other things just really like speaking to other people and having that conversation mm-hmm. and also journaling too, because um, some, some of the ways that I've, you know, managed, you know, my mental health um, is through self care. and journaling is one thing for me because I have all these thoughts in my head, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. all these things that I'm worried about. But then once I get them to paper, you know, it's like I literally see like my feelings on paper and it's Mm. from journaling to poetry to songwriting. And, you know, that that that's why for me, like music is and has always been my therapy. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, music for me was my way to escape. Yeah, all the things that was going on in in my childhood when I was growing up. And I mean, I'm talking about, I mean, I grew up in the hood, so I don't, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where you lived in Brooklyn. I'm from Virginia, so I grew up in the, where I lived, in the city I lived in. It was like the hood, you know, being on welfare. I saw, you name it, I think I've seen it, right? I've seen it living in new york you see everything i'm sure living in new york you see you see everything right so i've seen a whole bunch of stuff and as a little kid growing up seeing all those things you're like oh okay well it traumatized you for a minute and then you just like because you, you 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 become desensitized to it because you've seen so much and then it's like okay well oh oh you just got robbed over there dad you should have protected yourself right oh wow this person got shot hey should have protected yourself And then you just get, you just become so, so desensitized to it. But, but mental health is, is a, uh, it is a real thing. And so, so, so let me ask you for, from this perspective, when it comes to your music, Mm -hmm. how does your music play a part in, in the healing process, the coping process for not just yourself, but for maybe other people who may be going through uh, any, any of those mental health challenges?
1: so music is a very integral part of that healing process for me because when i write down lyrics when i write down words it's it's like in that moment those are my thoughts that are in my head and i just write them down and then the melody comes you know I, i love those moments when it's like a myriad of the lyrics and the melody coming together um simultaneously but it's it's healing for me because i'm able to get those feelings out and w- that's what i enjoy most about music because i i know that especially when i perform my songs when i you know release my music and people tell me like yo like i went through that too like i was in that relationship and you know like i like i did feel like insecure about myself like nobody you know told me you know like how beautiful i was or you know and and i think that's why i'm all about like empowering you know through my music because growing up i didn't really get that empowerment mm. so it's it's like i i want to you know just be better for the next generation i'm like okay you know there's all these songs about you know taking one's life and right. you know all <laughs> Songs about heartbreak, which which I do have, you know. Songs about heartbreak for sure, but it's also you know on the other side of that, like you know the the joy about discovering yourself, like rediscovering mm-hmm. different parts about of, of yourself. And you know when when people come to me and and tell me how you know they relate to my music, it's it warms my heart so much because. Mm-hmm, I bet. When when I in in that in the moment when I'm writing those those lyrics it's just like I feel like it's just me alone. I'm like mm-hmm. okay, I just, I just but then when I'm performing on stage and literally people show me so much love, like I it it, it, it incites a, a feeling of gratitude, like the utmost gratitude that I can't even like describe. It's like an out of body experience when people you know acknowledge your work and say like they've been through the same thing that you've been through and i think that's 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 the power of music no no matter what your background is no matter where you come from like music unites us music elevates us music transforms us you know music shifts us it allows us to to heal it allows us to feel to to think a, a lot of songs that i was inspired by um have influenced me to think so, you know, music is uh, definitely a testament to relieving those emotions and Mm -hmm. connecting with the world.
0: That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know there's one place where people connected with your music and gave you some accolades and, and talked about how good your music was, and they cheered you on, which was at the Essence Fest New and Next Artist Competition, right? So I had a chance, I had a chance to see the video. You sang the song, Save Us at the uh, competition and, uh, you got some really great feedback and, and kudos from that. So, so talk, so I bring that up because when I listened to that song, it's reminiscent of what you just, what you were just speaking of, even, I don't know who the judges were, but there was a judge named Sheila that was there. Uh, that says something about, yeah, when I think about that song, I, I, she just, she was talking about the melody and hearing the melody and being able to just, you know, she said, when I leave here, or she said, when she leaves here, or she was going to do something that she, was gonna, <laughs> she had that melody in her head, save us. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of to segue a little bit, talk about your experience with, uh, with the Essence Fest new and next artist competition. Like how did that come about? Uh, and then how did you end up being the winner of that competition.
1: Yeah, so uh, my friend sent me a link to apply online, and it was literally uh, the last day to to submit, and that was May twentieth. And that same day was the day where I released um, the video for uh, Save Us Live session,
0: mm. and
1: for me that was divine timing because. I was like i literally just put out this video and my friend sends me this link and it's the the same day so i submitted my um my video and about three days later i got an email um, from the team saying that i was a finalist and i was so ecstatic and literally i had to figure out what i was gonna do like where i was gonna stay you know my flight and everything (laughs) but everything fell into place Hmm. um the you know getting the the days leading up to uh, the Essence Festival, um, I had uh, all the different rehearsals and it was a full circle moment because I had worked the Essence Festival in 2013. And I remember literally like looking at the different stages, at the center stage, and um at the Superdome, like wow, like I can definitely see myself there, like one day. Mm. And lo and behold, I'm right there at center stage, the same place that I saw like um, other artists perform at. And it was one of those things where, when I perf- when I performed that song, it was something was told me like you're you're gonna change you're gonna change lives you're gonna change mm. lives with that performance and that song and i told myself that no matter what happened that day as long as i just appreciated the moment like that opportunity to just be on that stage like that was fine with me right. <laughs> <laughs> like, i got a chance to perform in front of a crowd and to tell my story and sing a song that i wrote and when the judges gave me that feedback like sh- um shout out to Shiba Songs like she she was mm-hmm. the one who who mentioned that um about that having the melody being okay. really catchy mm-hmm. and then also the brat, shout out to the brat for for seeing something different in me too um because she even mentioned like you know like you like i can feel like
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: that, that soul that essence that power in that in that song and you know when they announced that i was the winner like my knees kind of
0: buckled oh, i was like, like oh
1: no. <laughs> me 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 yeah.
0: yes you absolutely oh,
1: wow. and it- I, I was just so grateful in that mm. moment and you know just everything that led up to that moment i i just felt that it was the lord like shining on me like look like mm. you got this um, because previously I had done the the Apollo um, Amateur Night, Apollo's Amateur Night, mm-hmm. and even though like I didn't you know win number one, I was in the top three. I was still appreciative of that, and mm-hmm. even then I told myself like no matter what happens, like I'm still a winner, no matter what.
0: Right.
1: And right. keeping that mentality, you know, at essence, I was like no matter what happens, like I'm a winner. Like I kill that stage. That that's all that mattered. And even just stepping, after stepping off the stage, seeing, you know, singers like Kevin Ross, literally backstage and just having a chat with him. Also meeting one of my favorite songwriters of all time, Neo, just like chilling in the back <laughs> and just having a conversation uh, with you him. You met Schaefer? Yes. And yes. Schaefer, Schaefer. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And literally, and, and, and it just gave me that reassurance that you know i'm doing the right thing like i'm in the right place mm-hmm. and you know he gave me so many good words of encouragement um just to continue to continue writing you know continue writing from different perspectives even those times where i feel discouraged that mm-hmm. you know, song didn't get as many views or you know this right. person like critique you know my music and said certain things like it's all about who i influence and for me, it's like as long as I impact like if as long as I impact one person, like I'm okay. Like <laughs> I'm good. Right. But you know, I, I definitely want to um influence the world and you know s- sell out stadiums and perform, mm-hmm. go on tour and you know perform at different venues all across the globe and have that feeling of people singing my music back to me. What? Right. Like right. me and escape, I think you know, sun, you know, all over like South Africa, Australia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said before, like, if they can do it, like I can do it as well.
0: That's right. That's right. That that's right. If they can do it, (laughs) you can do it as well. That's right. You know, what I find interesting about the the Essence Festival uh, video and competition that you were you were in, I think you were the were you. Let me make sure I get this right. Were you the last performer? Yes, I was the last. That's what I thought. I was like, it's the last performer because I think it was Rossi. Was that Rossi? Um, Yeah, yeah. shout out to Rossi. Yeah. And so after after you sang and they gave you the feedback, they were like, "All right, let's bring everybody else back up." (laughs) I was like, "Wait, that's she was the last one," and it's like everybody else did their thing, and then I hear you come, and then you sang your song. They were like, "Yeah, her right there." Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I was, and I talk about divine timing and literally being. Being last, you know, I'm always saying, like, you know, save the best for last. But but I think in that moment, it was just it was was very exciting for me because Mm. after I just finished singing, I'm I'm literally gathering my breath and, you know, just just taking it all in. And then they had the deliberation and I was just like wow and Mm -hmm. and like who's gonna save us i said oh my goodness Uh (laughs) i was just so grateful so grateful everybody everybody did a great job and i'm just happy that the judges saw something different in me Mm -hmm. and it's a testament to the work that i've put in all these years like literally all those um panels that I went to all those
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: seminars and just learning that information and also still always having that determination to never give up because there were times where I was just like, Should I even be doing music anymore like mm. industry's changing so much like you know people's not listening to like you know you you can let oh, certain things influence you know so uh, like all like. All of your accomplishments, like a lot of times, like independent artists get so bogged down by the number of followers or the number of likes, the number of reactions, and all mm-hmm. those things. But it's all about the impact. It's you know, it's it's not all about the impressions. It's about the impact. Right.
0: Well, see, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you think that way because not a lot of artists uh, think that way, you know, and because a lot of it is driven by the need to be seen, the need to uh, recognition, the need for, and so let me, let me, let me take it back for a second. So when you really think about it, record labels don't operate the same way that they used to. Right. And so today record labels operate more from, let me find out who has the buzz already going on. So I'm looking for the person with a ton of followers, person with a ton of views on their YouTube, a person who's X, Y, and Z. the mental state of people now is like, oh, I gotta get my followers up. I have to get my views up because if I don't, then the people that I think that I want to recognize me won't because I don't have, you know, those views or subscribers or followers or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But here's what I've learned and I, I wish people would would understand this. It's not about how many followers and subscribers and views and all that you have it really is about the quality of relationships you have right so going to the networking events going to seminars and learning right because here's the key learning how to take advantage of those things right because it's different than just going up to somebody hey nice to meet you i do x y and Z. So. I i do music i'm an artist i sing i rap oh i do this okay have a great day check me out here's my cd Okay, have a great day. It's so much more than that, right? It's it's yeah. it is about a relationship that needs to be cultivated, not just a one-time meet-up, right? Like I know people who are in this industry that have probably the least amount of followers, yeah. But I can guarantee they can call up the the, the big people and have conversation with the big people, the people that actually, right? Because I know I've talked to them, I've seen them, I'm part of their groups, I'm I'm, I'm in their "Quote unquote," you know. If you say circles, but right, I'm part of some of the things that they're involved in. I'm at some of the meetings and events that they are a part of, and it's like, yeah, why well, you think you got, you know, you need this? Now, what you need to do is connect with this person and that person because they know that person, and if you let them hear your music and build that relationship, they can get you in that door. And that's see, people, it's always, oh, I got to get my followers, and that's because if you listen to a lot of inter- a lot of interviews, right? That's what mm-hmm. people promote. Oh, you got to get your followers up. You know, team no sleep. Like, psh, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to bed. I'm too old. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting older. I, I this
1: get, is revolutionary. People I, people, wake up. There's so much. Yeah, you got to get rid of There's so many um, illnesses and, you know, diseases that are linked to lack of sleep. Oh, yeah. So it's, right. it's important to have that sleep. But yeah, like you mentioned, um, like community is so important. Like I value having a niche community over, you know, tens and millions of followers. Because at the end of the day, some, some artists, they have like 10,000 or 12,000 followers, but then only have like five people like their posts. And- Exactly. <laughs> and what really gets me and i'm about to i'm I'm calling some people up but what really gets me is like having you, you know the need to like buy like followers you know some people get really discouraged from where oh, yeah. they buy followers and it's not okay and also you know just like we're so driven by and i and i understand you know it's the music business mm-hmm. right business side, you know, you got to promote yourself. You know, it's exactly. all about marketing, especially nowadays. But I think people have forgotten about like, the the craft and like the, the beauty of it all, like, mm. it's, it's so, it's so capitalistic driven, like, we got to get the gotta get the exactly. followers This, it but it's like, you, you know, people, people focus so much on that, and then don't focus on the quality of stuff. That's why you're getting so much mediocre stuff that's why you know at uh at these festivals that like rolling loud and stuff you're literally seeing people complain how these artists are just like singing karaoke like they're doing karaoke on stage because they haven't taken the time mm-hmm. to develop their craft and really you know because art development is out the window <laughs> so that? it's like you know all, all of those qualities and those attributes that made you know, superstars, like, you know, the Michael Jackson, the Beyonce's, the the Whitney's, you know, that's that's kind of like, it's lukewarm now, like it's mm-hmm. watered down now because everybody's so focused on doing just random things and going viral. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what I learned is going viral is not a marketing strategy. I don't know <laughs> is, but going viral or trying to go viral is not a marketing strategy. Right. It's all about, you know, doing the right thing at the right time. But for me, you know, especially now that we have platforms like TikTok and all of that stuff, um, you know, it's just being authentic. I think if you're authentic with Sad. who you are and like what you create, there's no limit to you know where your career can go. Mm-hmm. And there's so much mediocrity right now in the in the music industry, and I feel like, th- th- and there's so many like conflicting things, which is why like I even on Twitter mm-hmm. I was saying. like, Industries in shambles because we're focused on the wrong things. We're focused so much on you know only like if you have ten thousand subscribers, like that's when you can make money. What about when if if you have a thousand followers, like people and people also don't acknowledge the milestones. Mm-hmm. It's like because we're so consumed by like all the you know numerical values. You know, people don't even appreciate when they reach 100, 100, 100 streams or a thousand streams like that's huge. Like having other people listen to your music, that's still valuable. Yes, it's not, you know, 10,000 listens on Spotify or it's not 20,000, but you still got people listening to your stuff. And, you know, that's why you have to have that foundation of humility and gratitude. Because and also giving yourself grace as an artist, like look how far you've come. Like there's people who have all these songs in their hearts that can't even put them down on paper. There's people who have never been in a recording session. Like there's so many people who have all these different ideas but are just too afraid to do those things. And meanwhile, we don't appreciate the milestone, the, the milestones, you know, like on the way. Like we don't appreciate right. it at all
0: because I got to get the bag and that's, that's, that's yeah. all I'm concerned about is getting the bag, right? That's a get the yeah. bag, but you know, I would rather have, I would rather have a thousand solid subscribers who, who buy my music consistently and my merchandise and they engage with me on a consistent basis than 10,000 who really don't, because, yeah. right? We get so blindsided with numbers. We think, oh, this person got a hundred, thousands of subscribers or followers and but, but are they I mean, what have they really okay. achieved? We, we, we don't know, right? Yeah, we can find out because there's tools to help us find out if the followers are fake and all that, right fake followers yeah. and all that stuff, right? But I would rather have a solid thousand two thousand people that I know are buying my product coming out to my shows right and it just grows from there because those thousand people are gonna be like, Hey, you know what? I just saw I just saw bevon at this concert. Yo, hey, I need y'all to come with me next time. I think y'all will love what he's doing. And it just it just compounds, right? It's compound uh I don't wanna say compound interest, but it's compound um viewership or, or interactions or exposure uh in, in that capacity. But we are we are so caught up with with numbers. I gotta have right and that's because these programs like YouTube and Twitch and uh, TikTok, they get you so encapsulated into that. If you want to be part of our partner program, you got to have... So as an example, right, yeah. so I've, been, I've been trying to grow my YouTube channel, you know, for what we do with Recreate Music TV so that we can reach more people, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I looked yesterday at what YouTube's partner requirements were and they changed them. I was like, hi, all y- What? It was... You, you had to... you In the beginning, you had to have a thousand... Subscribers, mm-hmm. right? And then you had to have four thousand watch hours, which was like, okay. okay, cool. I was on my way. Thousand subscribers already. I was already at yeah. four thousand watch hours. I was almost there. And then they changed it. Now you have to have ten million views on your uh YouTube Shorts. Oh wow! Was ten like, million views to To be it to be a partner to be a, wow. so that you can then generate money from ads and those different things. Ten million views, public views in ninety days. Let me go back in ninety days. Ten million views on your short shorts, right? Your short YouTube videos. Now, I don't do any short YouTube videos. <laughs> like, like none.
1: So, I, I will say. I will say though, YouTube shorts <laughs> is definitely the way to go now. I don't and even I'm know like, how to
0: create them. And and I, and I do videography and stuff outside of this and cinema talk. I don't even know how to create YouTube shorts. I'm like, what would I do to create a YouTube? Sh- I don't even know yet, but I got a guy who I, I got a friend of mine. He creates YouTube shorts all the time. I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, I need to come and just watch you create all your YouTube shorts and figure out how I can do that as well. But I can see how he does it because he does sync licensing. So every oh, OK. You want to get your music placed in sync licensing? You got to follow these three things.
1: Oh yeah, and then it's like (laughs) that's another lane I'm getting. I want to get into too. Thing like I would love to Mm -hmm. hear my music on own. You know, in uh, uh, Netflix. Like I I know it's coming. It's definitely coming. But back back to the the YouTube short, like short form content. Um, it's it's literally what's hot right now.
0: It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's crazy because uh, it's let me watch this one and then this one and then this one and this one, and this, one this one let me just it's like man because the attention is be shorter i don't have time to i don't have time to sit and watch youtube short I, I literally don't watch them because i don't have time to sit and just watch you know those little 30 seconds I, I don't even tell you how much i know about youtube shorts or short <laughs> i don't even know how long they are it's just i don't have time to sit and watch those short teeny videos. Let me create a video that gives you knowledge and education, what you need. Boom. Let me move. And I guess you could do that in a YouTube short. Maybe I just need to figure it
1: out. So yeah, that that's the thing is like people have such short attention spans now. It's like 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 I was saying before, like instant gratification. They just want like quick things and just moving on to the next. It's like you you could have like a six second video about just you know using the trending sounds. Like there's just so much and what well, you mentioned before about YouTube, like changing their guidelines, it's like it's it's a constant thing of like moving the goalposts, like constantly. Right. And I feel That's like right. you're so dependent as as an artist. If you're so dependent on, you know, trying to get to the next thing or you know, trying to reach that goal, right. it's always gonna move. It's, always it's gonna move, it's, it's, move. But right. what what's, what's constant? is your passion and your dedication like that has to be constant because the music industry is going to change. The music industry is changing. Before it's going to change you, tomorrow. Yeah, like it right. was always about albums and now we live in like a singles based industry where it's like if you're not posting, you know, if you're not releasing a song every 4 weeks then, you know, the the algorithm forgets about you. So it's just, you know, it's all about Doing what serves you most, and you know having that foundation of look like I I'm in my due season right now. Like I'm doing what I can with what I got. Like that my Mar- that Mariah Carey video. Like I'm doing the best with, that I can with what I got, and th- that that's all
0: it is. You know, I, as as you were saying that, I was like, I I love movies, so I was sitting here going somebody's going to make a maybe I, maybe somebody should make a movie because let me go back as you were saying that and you were talking about the algorithm i was like look at this we're trapped in the algorithm we're trapped in a literal algorithm right not really so much the matrix but we adhere so much to an algorithm when it comes to to music or anything it's actually not even just music it's anything that we're trying to promote through these social media platforms we are at the mercy of the algorithm because if we don't post consistently, then the algorithm doesn't like us. If we yeah. post, you know, the wrong type of content that people don't really engage with, the algorithm doesn't like us, right? Yeah. If if we say something that maybe some, a group of people don't like, the algorithm doesn't like us. And so we're at the mercy of this algorithm that is controlling how we are being, or or the, the i'm trying to think of the right word i want to say there the the exposure or viewership that we are expecting others to to have you know which is why my wife will always tell you, she'd be like get your own website like don't yeah. be at the mercy don't be at the mercy of the algorithm control your stuff right yeah. you you need a mailing list because those people are are your people people that's on social media aren't your people right they're not i was i was having a conversation with an artist a while ago and we were talking about, hey, we need to build a website, right? a build, build your website, right? Well, this is an artist that I was managing back in the day, right? But I was like, okay, here's what we need to do. We need to build the website. Here's what we need to do with the website. Here's how we're going to format. It was like, website? Why do I need a website? I was like, yeah, I'm entry now. what do you mean? Do? <laughs> like, let's think about why you, why you would want a website. No, no, no. I just post mm-hmm. all my stuff on social media. I'm like, yeah, but you don't own any of that. Yeah. So YouTube, Instagram, Twitter—all these can go bye-bye tomorrow. How are you gonna reach your audience? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have those things today, now think about—we didn't have those back in the—I say back in the day, right?
1: <laughs> old,
0: I don't know how old old Miss Miss is, but I know back <laughs> in the day we ain't had that, right? We didn't have no internet, and so we had to do things in a different wait we traveled we went to the cities we performed right there were things that we did we didn't, have, we didn't post on right there was no myspace before before that right there was a day yeah when yeah. MySpace I, didn't I, exist. I oh,
1: yeah we we, we had right.
0: the nice <laughs> right. So, right there was a day when myspace didn't exist
1: yeah right. so, so how'd you,
0: i remember that so how'd you get your music out there and that's what you people didn't. don't you know i had a, i had a that's right i had a friend who said um when it talk when it comes to marketing he said it's um old school rules with new school tools is that what he said yeah new school, t- new school tools or old school i gotta go Dang, jeff what was that i feel like but- it was
1: old school rules, rules
0: with old new school, school tools. tools i think yeah. so yeah, i think that's so but but yeah we we had to hustle yeah yeah none of this i'm just gonna post some picture of myself just Nah, player. like we had to like work.
1: Yeah, and I think as far as like performance wise, I think that's why you see a lot of artists, like they don't have like that perform, like the ability to like sustain themselves and perform anymore. Like even like all the rappers, like they literally like, I don't know how they did their training, but like they, now artists, (laughs) hip hop artists now, like they will be out of breath if they had to sing, you know, L O like, Mama said knock you out, like they would be knocked out by like right. the second one. And I think, you know, that that's that's why it, it what's lost is the the craft and the passion. Showmanship, yeah. Womanship, the, the musicianship.
0: Musicianship, yeah, the the yes. The
1: musicianship is lost. Yes. Because, you know, technology is so you know, it's so accessible to us now. Like we can make a, a beat in our rooms and post a song like the next day. And I think as far as musicianship, like I studied music theory. So I know about part writing. Um, I know about vocal arrangements. And all of those tools now are accessible like online, literally. So, but I, I think for, for and me it's now. AI. And an AI. I'm, I'm scared about AI now. Right. And I, and
0: AI, can, AI can write your whole song for you.
1: I have a story about that. I think Troy Taylor talked about that, but he was saying what, what, AI will never get to replicate is the soul and like the passion mm-hmm. that comes from writing a song. And that's why that's I appreciate right. Taylor so much. Like I, I would love to meet him. He's, he's like my uncle in I'm music. In in <laughs> oh
0: my
1: God. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. But um, yeah, literally when he mentioned that, like about AI, I was like, it, it's scary, but I think the people, the real, the real consumers of music, the real listeners of music will know the difference and they will appreciate the the art like it's it's great that we have all this new technology like ai and you know like virtual reality i worked for a virtual reality company um years ago but i think what what's always constant is the passion i think no matter what technology is developed what song will be created through these robots (laughs) they (laughs) will never be able to replicate or duplicate the 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 journey they they won't right. be able to replicate the journey of it all
0: that's right yeah it's it's amazing to watch what's happening with with ai but it's just the fact that people are i can see that people are scared about what's happening with ai oh AI's about oh they can write a whole song for you now they can put out a whole album without yeah they probably could like they I can do a whole bunch of things if you program it to do it. It's a, it's a computer-based yeah. system; it can do whatever you program it to do. Now, if it comes, if it, you know, awakens and becomes, you know, self-aware, like, you know, Skynet, then that's a different. Oh no. That's a different thing, right? You know, that's what Elon Musk is about to do. It's, it's, oh gosh. Y'all think he's playing? Elon Musk is the 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 builder of. Yeah, yeah. Just just watch what happens oh, the next man. couple of years. It may not be called Cyberdine systems, but it's gonna be called something else. Yeah, and AI, I'm just saying. But oh, no, no matter what what AI is able to do, it will never replicate the the humanism when it comes to music or writing or you know the emotional aspect of it because computers and robots don't have don't have that side side to them. Right? I mean, it's a program. You you type it executes whatever you wanted to do, right? And so that's that's what a program does. And so, but um wow, we've been talking about a lot. I mean, I still got a whole bunch of questions in here. we've
1: Oh we're, man
0: We're at fifty six we're at fifty-six minutes and I still got a bunch oh, of questions Oh, okay. I so I
1: just gonna be like fire around questions.
0: <laughs> <close laughs> okay, um how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? how did you know that music was 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 it that this that defining moment for you that said this is what I want to do for the rest of my life?
1: i would say the defining moment for me was in high school during my winter concert Um, it was the the day that my grandmother passed away was the same day as my as the winter concert and um i was doing a solo that day and literally at school i don't even know how i still managed to make it to school but i went to school that day and i was a super down you know just like just having the loss of my grandmother, but I just knew that her spirit and her her support for me was always going to be there. So when I did my solo, literally, like I felt a presence like come over me, and it was like she was right there in the front row because she always, you know, came to my my shows and my my dance concerts. Um, she would always be there supporting me and cheering me on, and in that moment, like after I sang like that vocally, like I, I just felt transformed. And that night I got a standing ovation from all of my peers and staff and students. And that was the moment I was like, okay, like if, if I can do this now, like mm-hmm. I, can, I can see myself doing this for the rest of my
0: life. Mm. Yeah, everybody has that defining moment. Um, and it's always just curious to know when that happens for for each person because it could be as in your scenario right that that your grandmother had just passed but you're still going to school you still have to perform and you know those emotions you know and missing your grandmother and it's like oh gosh so many so many things are happening and so
1: yeah
0: now and i say, left okay. it all
1: on the stage i left it all on the stage all
0: on the stage that's right and so you knew at that moment that's what i want to do serious. this yep. is this is it. That's right. Um, and I think everybody has has one of those. Uh, especially when it comes, and I I'll say in this case for you from a musical perspective. Uh right. I never I've never had one of those. That's probably why I don't still sing today, because I never had a defining moment when I was like, that's what I wanna, I'm uh ah, I'm do that. Right. It was like, oh, I loved it. But after that, kid said what he said. I was like, "Yeah, that's it." Yeah, <laughs> and also,
1: seeing like people, like like tears running down people's faces, mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, like there, there's nothing mm-hmm. that brings me as much joy, you know, as as singing as music."
0: That's right. <laughs> you say that. You say that. I was interviewing a, a group a couple of weeks ago uh, called Loyalty Is Timeless. Super. Oh gosh. <laughs> Super dope group super when I okay anyway because I'll get to talking about them and this would be a different interview super <laughs> dope group. but I was talking to them and one of them one of the members of the group said that um one of their relatives indicated that when they're at their shows and they see people crying and oh no this is awesome <laughs> they say that they catch the the um the, the rapper ghost right like the holy ghost oh, awesome. but but they get the rapper ghost so they get the singer singer ghost at your shows right <laughs> that's the phrase they use i think at the rapper ghost because now people are crying they rapping on stage people are crying at their show hands are in the air they're just like oh my god this is and so i think about that now when people talk about how people get emotional at their shows they, yeah they, 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 they caught the, the ghost at your show so, <laughs> so yeah, i was like what the rapper ghost oh that's wow that's
1: yeah music is an experience before. it's music
0: yes Music is an experience, it is any... Music will get you through so much. I can guarantee you, if I talk about certain songs, you can remember where you were and what was going on at that moment with that song. You're like, oh, oh, I was going through this, or I was at this, or I was with this person or that person or doing this particular activity. Like, music can touch people in ways that brings out the emotions that people can have within themselves or take even back to a particular part uh, yeah. of your life that, you know, you may have been like, Oh, I never even thought about that until you brought that particular song. up. like, wow. You know, we, we just have that connection, that connection with music. So, yeah,
1: so yeah, music yes, fellowship.
0: that's right. mute that is absolutely right. So so for you linda what what are the three biggest things that you wish you knew before you got into music
1: the three biggest things that i wish i mm-hmm. knew before getting into music i think the first thing would be that people may not always acknowledge your talent um i i say this because you know, hard work, I as sad, as sad as it is, hard work does beat talent. And that's why I see a lot of artists who are not as talented, but, you know, their work ethic is a little bit stronger. Um, so I wish I knew that because, but I feel like along the way, I kind of realized like hard work and, and talent is like a, two powerful forces. But I would say the second thing is to... Always show grace. Always show grace, um, and and to give myself grace because before I was so discouraged, and you know, literally, um, I was really just bogged down about you know figuring out whether I should you know go the songwriting route mainly or like go go to artistry route. But I think just giving myself grace in every aspect of my journey um, was something that I wish I knew before. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third thing would be um, the third thing would be to to just stick with stick with the craft stick with the craft um, because before I, at one point it was all about getting the followers and you know getting the numbers up and I kind of lost it. And then also, um, a part of the authenticity was left too, because I was trying to do something that wasn't that, that didn't align with me necessarily. Mm. And, and I saw the results of that. So that's why, you know, I had to just take it back and just, you know, just stick, stay to the, stay true to the craft and also remain authentic in everything that you do.
0: Mm. That's right. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I I like asking that question because I know a lot of times people really haven't thought about it, but it really makes a big difference in how you approach your musical career uh, as far as realizing those things that you probably sh- could have known and how that may have impacted your journey today, right? And so, you know, we all have those different those different different things. Uh, like you mentioned, having grace with yourself. A lot of times people don't. You know, and a lot of times people just—they don't give themselves room to uh, to make mistakes. They don't give themselves rooms to fail, uh, and they really—I mean, they're—I mean, who is our worst critics? You know, ourselves. Oh, yeah. And so when things don't go the way that we think they should, we beat ourselves up, uh, and then a lot of that, especially when when we set goals that we think are. I'll say goals that we think we're really in control of, but sometimes we're not in control of those goals. And so then, when we don't meet those goals, we really beat ourselves up over them. Uh, and then that leads to, as you probably, uh, as you indicated earlier, should I even do this anymore? Like this is what I truly want to want to do because things aren't happening in the time frame that I think they should be happening in. And, and honestly, we don't know what time frame they're supposed to happen. They're supposed to happen. <laughs> in. It's it's you just keep doing what you're supposed to do. And the a door will open, a door. I, look, let me let me tell you the story before we <laughs> we end. A door will open. So yes. there is this there is this guy that I know, right? Uh, up up in well, in Chicago, um, and he is an independent artist, mm-hmm. and, and has been doing his independent artist thing for a long time, like a long time. Uh, and But he's, he's made the connections that he needed to make. He's met the people he needed to make and built and cultivated the relationships and, uh, and did all the things that he was supposed to do, right? He may not have gotten all the views that he needed to get in the very beginning and all those different things. Uh, but this is a guy who has talent and hard work. And so when he has both, as you were saying that earlier, I was like, yeah, you can work hard at sucking, you know what I'm saying? But like, you can if you if you can trash and you work hard you just trash that work hard i'm just saying. yeah <laughs> right but this guy has both talent and and hard work yeah i watched him ever since I've, I've i've heard about him and watched him i've seen this, i've seen what he's been doing and he's been out there hustling he, he makes short videos right he makes all these TikTok short videos and mm-hmm. he's out there doing all these different things right so he's figured out uh, along with his his partner, uh, who also is the owner of the record label, or co-owner of the record label, I've seen them put in work. And I mean, it's work, work, work and understanding and, and spending money and doing all these different things. And they never had a major label back them. It's just been them two doing whatever they whatever they've been doing. So and they've been busting a tail and I mean, busting. Oh, my gosh. So a couple of weeks ago we had the Grammys, right? That was a couple of weeks ago. I'm sitting here watching the Grammys and I see them walk across, stop, take the pictures at the Grammys, just like bam. My man got on the red jacket, the red velvet jacket. She got on the she got on the, the crown halo thing up on here. And I'm just like, look at y'all too. Look at y'all too. Oh, and they wow. worked, and they and and they've gotten so much publicity they were uh i think they were crowned the best dress at the grammys are oh, they killed matt so shout out to matt b and angela benson y'all know that's they know that's what i'm talking about i've seen these two and i've had them both on the show and they busted their tails so long story long story short and this story that i'm trying to tell is that yeah you can work hard but you you got to have both right it, it's it's yeah. going to take so much for you to to get there. Now, Matt, I've had this conversation with, with Matt B before. He was like, I don't know when it's going to happen. I have no idea. And but it all will. Of a sudden, and all of a sudden, one day, it just, it just happened. Yeah. And here they are, walking around the Grammys, meeting all these people, being the best dressed, and all this attention being drawn to them. And now they're just, all the hard work that they did in the beginning is paying off. You just never know when that's going to be. And so if you give up one, if you give up, you never know. And two, if you're not doing the things you're supposed to do and you're so worried about, well, when is that time? You're going to miss it. You really you really are going to miss it because you're going to be so focused on it that you're not going to do all the things that you need to do. But anyway, long story short, but (laughs) but yes, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of them. So
1: that's what's up. I, I think that's a bonus too. like what came to mind was uh, to fail forward like it's okay to fail but fail forward meaning
0: mm.
1: you learn from your mistakes like you learn um what could have been done better and mm-hmm. you know you, you take that with you and you know you just be become a, a better version you know of yourself the next time around right. and, and failure is a part of growth because if we never fail then how are we able to grow
0: Absolutely. yeah absolutely I had a pastor who used to say do it afraid yeah I was like oh man that phrase right do it afraid I was like do it even if you're scared but do it afraid yeah like, you know what you're right you like you right you're right' I'm, I'm gonna listen to you today I <laughs> but yes do it afraid so uh so so I have two questions left. okay so the first yeah. so one of the things we never actually talked about was your music yeah <laughs> <laughs> right we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff We oh haven't my not talked, talked about the music part <laughs> so what's coming what can we expect what what what's out there today
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then what can we expect coming in the future
1: so what's out right now uh, my debut ep entitled recovering discovery it's on all streaming streaming platforms right now and it pretty much explores the duality of Um, overcoming a breakup, but then also discovering different parts of yourself. So recovering from that hardship, um, whether it's a breakup, whether it's a job loss, just anything that has hurt like so much to the core and the the beauty of the discovery, just like different, uh, like discovering different parts of yourself and, you know, being liberated from, you know, those Previous ideals that kept you captive, so that uh, so that's my first project, um, which is out now, and we have songs entitled Legacy, um, which has received a lot of acclaim, <laughs> and I have a video for which that, that,
0: that. Which you... I've heard. Which oh. I've heard. I saw the video for Legacy. Yep.
1: Thank you. Yep. Yes, Team, which is I would say like a a, a favorite, a, a cult favorite, because
0: mm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: one of those um, better off and. I've heard better
0: off. Yeah, better than better. you yeah
1: yeah and then um also my song that melanin which um encourages women of all shades to love themselves um, from the inside and out i know uh, international women's day is coming up so i definitely want to dedicate that song to all the women all over the world to just you know love yourself inside and out and my other song, um, Hideaway, um, produced by Frisch Tracks, which and that was also produced by uh, that yep. Yes, and um, and
0: Hideaway. Look, I'm, say- I'm saying that like I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> and, um, so yes, uh,
1: Hideaway is is I would say it's an audible um, summer escape. So you know, it's all about the vibes. You know, it's really chill. It's very sensual and i also have another project coming up um uh, it's going to be released later this year it's, it's entitled the unlearning so it um it talks about just unlearning the different habits that um you that kept you bound pretty much so the unlearning is about just learning unlearning the the, the old habits, the the triggers, like really facing those fears and, you know, being on the other side of that fear and, you know, just going for your dreams.
0: That's right. You know, you, you mentioned, see, see, you mentioning things now I'm like, okay, i will talk about that, but we have, to, maybe we gotta do a part two. So.
1: Part two, I'll <laughs> read that one. We gotta do a
0: part two, <laughs> right. And so, yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, y'all make sure y'all go check out the music, right? That melanin boy, she was, I ain't even want to tell you, but you got to go see the, see the video, right? Her, yes. her hand on the wall and oh, no, hold on. I want to give it all the, way <laughs> and, you know, the graffiti and laying up against the wall. Just like.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Huh?
0: But that, melanin, <laughs> that some, melanin, some of you ain't got it, but that melanin, right? That's that's what she's talking about in there, right? So yes, so make sure you, you check it out. And then I, I did hear the rest, Better Off, Better Than You, Legacy, Save Us. Y'all make sure y'all go check out all the music. I mean, she can tell you all this. I don't have to tell you you all (laughs) this, but yes, go check it out. Uh, So in saying that, uh, Linda, where Mm -hmm. can people find you, your music, interact with you, uh, all the sorts?
1: Yes. So you guys can follow me on all streaming platforms um, at Linda Starr, L-Y-N-D-A-S-T-A-R-R. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter Add L Y N D A S T A R R music. So Linda with the Y, star with two R's, music. Um, wherever music is played and streamed, you can find me on that. So I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, um, Amazon Bandcamp. If you want to support me directly, please uh, visit LindastarMusic.bandcamp.com. B A N D C A M P. I'm also on Audiomack. Um, I have. a a single that's going to be released exclusively on AudioMac first before it's released to all streaming platforms. So look out for that. So definitely check me out on AudioMac, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, if that's still there.
0: (laughs) MySpace Music.
1: MySpace Music everywhere. Everywhere that music is streamed. You can find me. (laughs) these are yes these are Shazam if you hear my my music in a coffee shop please Shazam it and you will be directed to my Spotify and definitely show some love and yeah check out my videos on YouTube also my YouTube Shorts I'm on TikTok follow me on TikTok as well you know you'll see some some crazy stuff I, I get into a little bit of comedy a little bit of cooking so <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Because w- the things that we didn't talk about is her is that she's now getting into theater and film and all that. Like we, we, part, two, right? we, need part, we two. part two. We need we a part two. We need a part two. Right? <laughs> right? Y'all agree, right? We gotta we gotta get a part. We gotta get a part two. Please. But,
1: uh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. But the truth is, before we go, Bandcamp is the truth, though. That's if yeah. you truly wanted to support an artist directly, Bandcamp really is is the way to go. Um, and my website. The, and the North website. lindastarmusic.com Linda That's right. So, wow. We got to do part two because I have so many more things. And yes, There's still a whole bunch to talk about. So. <laughs> so, so, Linda, if you wouldn't mind, but if you would hang on for just a moment while I close this out.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man. Vocalist, songwriter, actress, right? She, but there's a whole bunch of... Hey, there's a bunch of things that she does we didn't even talk about like you can take advantage of all her services songwriting composition that's so through gig masters you want her to come perform at one of at your bar mitzvah or shows or whatever gig masters she's on there like there's so much we didn't even get into you all know how I do I sometimes just talk about a bunch of stuff i guess i don't know but i thought it was a great interview i know it was it's enjoyable having linda on here tonight So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure uh, you subscribe to the channel. Make sure, once again, that you go watch all the other videos that we have up here that helps you to be the best that you can be in this music business, this music industry. Thanks very much for tuning in, once again. Uh, And, you know, after two and a half years, three years of doing this, I never came up with an ending as of yet, but peace.